stock cars. If you look carefully at auto racing, you'll find incredible desire by everyone associated with a team, especially the driver, who literally puts his life on the line. You'll find incredible teamwork in a pit stop. You'll find unselfish behavior in which the good of the many outweighs the needs of the individual. Race teams have indomitable leadership by team owners and crew chiefs who know how to manage and motivate others and an unquestionable belief by the teammates themselves that the leaders can guide them to victory. Well-run race teams function like a business, and well-run businesses operate like race teams. And you'll find a most incredible dynamic in the relationship between the race teams, sponsors, and the fans. Like a Walmart executive doing store checks to gauge consumer attitudes, race fans, sponsors, and race teams commingle in paddock areas at every track. Race teams and sponsors always know what the fans are thinking. In my years of interacting with companies of all sizes, public and private, as an owner, consultant, spokesperson, or customer, I found that my experience in racing has made me a better businessman. As a principal in many ventures, ranging from automobile dealerships to marketing service companies to real estate investment groups, I've become much more knowledgeable about what it really takes to succeed because of racing and the fabulous mentors who guided me. Men like Dennis Swanson and Roger Penske, and countless others who passed along their wisdom openly and freely, not always without a raised voice, but always with the best interests in mind. The lessons I learned about business through my successes and failures in racing, and I've had a lot of failures, can help you on your path to winning in whatever race you choose to run. I think you'll find that each of the strategies I discuss will have some application to your professional lives. It may not occur immediately, but I suspect that at some point down the road, you'll be in a situation and you'll say to yourself, so that's what Bobby Unser meant. When that happens, please drop me a note at bobbyunser at aol.com, as I'd love to hear about it. I hope the ride you're about to take with me is as enjoyable for you as it was for me. Chapter 1. Fire in the Belly Lap number 170. Time for what I hope is the last pit stop of the race. I bust out of turn 4 at 200 miles per hour and pull the eagle offy out down into pit row. Every second off the track is costing us 100 yards in the race so I have to stay at full speed as long as I can before slowing down. As I approach my pit area, I start to downshift and brake hard, really hard. Now for the most strenuous and stressful part of the race, changing tires and adding fuel in 12 seconds while I keep the engine running. I pull over to my pit area and stop. My right heel keeps the throttle pushed in so the engine is still turning 6,000 RPM. The ball of my right foot holds the brake in, and my left foot is holding the narrow one-and-a-half-inch-wide by three-inch-long clutch pedal in. One second. The vent man plugs in the air hose, and the car pops up. I relax my cramped, bleeding fingers from their steel grip on the steering wheel for the first time in 33 laps. Man, that was about 30 minutes ago. The leather gloves have worn through, and somehow a few new blisters have grown between the calluses. The only leather that isn't worn out now is the piece of gum I've been chewing for the last three-plus hours. My jaw is sore, but at least my throat isn't dry. I'm sweating like a pig in the Indianapolis heat, and the damn Gatorade sitting next to the radiator is hotter than hot tea. I don't drink hot tea on a hot day.
two, three, four seconds. As the tires are changed and the offie guzzles its fuel, I move my fatigued shoulders to loosen the tension that comes from being stuck in one position for over three hours. They have been locked into position since I folded myself into my car seat at the start of the race. My seat doesn't allow me to move. It's made out of leather and a fiberglass mold that is shaped to my body. This is Bobby Unser's seat. No one else can fit in this thing. It's a molded straitjacket. Once I'm in it, I'm not going to move. My muscles really get strained being pulled by two and a half to three G's every time I go through a turn. I'm 165 pounds, and when I pull three G's through at turn, I'm adding three times the force of gravity to my body. I'm essentially getting a 495-pound person to sit on me through that turn as I try to control the car and keep it off the wall coming into the straight.